Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Tracking Shot Podcast. This week we're talking about... Wow, I just totally went out of order. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Tracking Shot Podcast. My name is Chris Spencer, and I'm joined by... Taylor Dodson. And this week, we're here to talk about The Seduction of Mimi, directed by Lena Vertmuller, I believe is how her last name is pronounced. Um, starring Giano, Giancarlo Giannini, Gianni, Giancarlo Gianni, mm-hmm. Giannini, Giancarlo Giannini. Gianni. No. Giannini? Giannini. G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. Hmm. <laughs> you learn something new. Uh. You learn something new. Um, uh, Richard Pryor. There's a Richard Pryor movie that is based on this movie's screenplay. I'd like to watch that. Uh, anyways, that's irrelevant. <laughs> um, this is a Buck Wild movie. It really is something. A Buck Wild movie explicitly about organized crime and politics in Sicily and in tu- tu- Turin, both Italian um, places. Mm-hmm. And it's about adultery. It's about the way organized crime can mess up an individual's life. Uh, it's about communism. Mm-hmm. It's about capitalism. Mm-hmm. It's about maybe the sort of comedy of extreme politics on each side mm-hmm. um uh, it's i like this movie a lot it's something <laughs> i i enjoy this movie I quite a bit i'm pretty neutral on it i think it's like we've lost this uh, this is my weekly tirade about like they don't make them like they used to anymore buckle up kids um, <laughs> We've lost this kind of intrinsically political, like, 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 very clearly political comedy in mainstream film today. We don't have movies that are about the that that are that are out and out about the the machinations of political systems and the way organized crime affects those systems you we have we have much smaller scale stories about things like that and then we have stories that are coded stories about those things but we don't have these like there's a quote in this movie that is like um something about i'm not a communist i'm a cuckold or something like that and it's just like (laughs) nobody would write that in a in a script anymore today and that's hilarious that is um, anyways, I don't want to get on my soapbox for too much longer. Um, so something I noticed going down the music line as this podcast... The music line? ...is supposed to be. Uh, the... Pretty much the entire soundtrack is just kind of music in the background that you don't really realize is happening. Um, there's one track that's just called Mimi. And it's on here five times. It's Mimi Part 1 through Part 5. <laughs> Starts with Mimi Part 1, ends with Mimi Part 5. What if they made five of these? What if they made a series of these movies? Like, what if Mimi Part 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 were all different movies? And each one followed the life of each of his children? Oh, I was thinking it would be like a, a, like a Zatoichi the Swordsman series where, like, each movie is just, like, a different story involving Mimi. Like... Mm. It could be, what if it was, like, 
each one was a different person affected by Mimi. Mm. Mm, I like that. I like or like leading up, like somebody's life leading up until they met Mimi, and then what the Mimi, Mimi has done them to them. Dying as a result of Mimi's yeah. actions. <laughs> yep. One of them is just about the guy that gets. Like, like, the story of the guy that falls off of the construction site and gets thrown into the van yeah. with the body to be dumped. One movie is just the guy's life all the way up till there. And you don't know that's what it is until the very end. Yeah. But. And it, the ending scene is Mimi, like, standing over the body. Yeah. Like, yeet. Yeet. Um, <laughs> the yeetduction of Mimi. Oh, God. Um, anyways, music. You were talking about the music. I'm there's sorry. also... So they do this with a couple different songs in the soundtrack. Um, there's... Amore... Amore a Forza. 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 Part one. Part one. Uh, that one has three parts. And then Lata e Vinci per Lenore... Are you an Italian minor? Super white way to say that. <laughs> but uh, that one has three parts as well. Um, this soundtrack was all made by Piero Piccioni. 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 Yep. We had this conversation already <laughs> about forgot. this person's name. That was like 30 minutes ago. I forgot. Um, but he was an Italian lawyer and a film score composer. He was a pianist, an organist, a conductor, a composer. He was also the, quote, prolific author of more than 300 film soundtracks. So he did a lot. And also a lawyer. And also a lawyer. There are so many jokes about lawyers. (laughs) Like, it's weird that somebody could be on one end of those jokes and also the other end of those jokes. Like... Anyways, um, but yeah, he worked with um, Frank Capra, oh, Alfred wow. Hitchcock, Wow, Billy Wilder, Wow, John Ford, Wow, Alex North, Wow. But uh, yeah, did a lot, did a lot of stuff, and that's all. I could find about this music in this film. All the songs have Italian names. All the songs are very much what you would expect from a movie like this. Yeah. I don't think that this movie would have worked with any different type of music. Like, imagine the uh, fisheye scene with, like, some pop grunge behind it. Some pale waves. I'm into it. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I'm trying to find this picture of the cuckold quote because it's very funny. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna find it. I have it saved on my phone somewhere, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna dig into that. Um, yeah, Lena Vertmuller. Um, She's wild, man. Yeah, she did Seven Beauties and some other films. She was a Fellini understudy, right? Yes. Yes. She worked on eight and a half. Y- yes. Pretty sure that's what. Um. You were told. I'm looking. I'm looking. Is she still alive? She is still alive. Hell yeah. She is. Ninety years old. Lives in Rome. That's old. 
think she's working on anything. Jimmy Carter is 94. And apparently somebody asked him at one point if he was going to run for the Democratic candidacy this year. And he was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. He's 94. He's 94. Uh, yes, assistant director on Eight and a Half. Vert okay. um, Mueller is quoted as saying, you cannot speak about Fellini. Describing him is like describing a sunset or sunrise. Fellini was an extraordinary human being, a force of nature. He was a man of extraordinary intelligence and sympathy. In the documentary, I talked about many moments with him while we were filming Eight and a Half. Boy, this is a long quote. I'm going to stop reading the quote. Um, <laughs> it just kept going. I thought we were going to get to an end. Um, yeah, Giancarlo Giannini also was in Seven Beauties, directed mm-hmm. by Robert Mueller, and in another movie by Robert Mueller as well. Um she one of those directors that kind of keeps the same actors around? Well, I mean, three movies. She's done more than three movies, right? I don't know. Um, yeah, she did Seduction of Mimi, Sudden Beauties, and Blood Feud with Giancarlo Giannini. And that's who plays Mimi, right? Correct. Um, or maybe that wasn't... Maybe Blood Feud isn't... I don't remember. Um, she's very... It's easy to to be to talk about Italian post-war movies, and I mean post-war as in any time since the World War II, mm-hmm. um, and say that those filmmakers are anti-fascists. Like it's easy, like, like like that sort of imagery and coded stuff is very clear in most movies. What's more interesting is when those filmmakers go a step further um is when they not a step further but a step further to the left maybe of like yes of course we can all say that fascism was bad and the holocaust was terrible and the way italy specifically was treated during world war ii or or italians were treated during world war ii was very bad but it's even further to go like but things also weren't great before that yeah to and say there's some structural problems with our political system mm-hmm. in, in Italy which like a lot of us are saying now in America yeah um and by making a movie that it kind of lampoons communism but not it doesn't it doesn't hit against the ideals of communism or socialism. Uh, it mostly just says this is how easy it is to get swept up in the capitalist system. Because by the end of the movie, he has he has done a 180 on what he didn't want to do at the beginning of the movie. He didn't want to, to be pressured into voting for who he didn't want to vote for mm-hmm. and whatever. And then by the end of the movie, he was fixing elections for people. Right. Um, and so the movie never really says both sides are bad or whatever. It, 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 it kind of mostly pokes at the idea that the system is so corrupt that it is hard to even continue to hold the beliefs, the ideals of communism. Anyways, that's, all I, that's what I have to say about that. 
I liked it at the end of the movie. All of his kids were like, money, peace. Yeah. Give me money. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want any of you. Leave me alone. <laughs> this is all a mistake. Sir, you wanted them when you were conceiving them. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy. Quite a film. Yeah. It's, uh... It's one that I'm glad is shown towards the end of the semester. Yeah, if it was towards the beginning, I don't think people would get it. Yeah, like like you're not thinking deeply enough about, like, I mean, a lot of people probably don't even know what communism is. Like 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 if you're a, a freshman in college or a sophomore yeah. in college, and you came from, I don't know, let's say Charlestown, Indiana, <laughs> and and you sit in on this movie, the the extent of your knowledge of communism is probably the jokes you saw on the internet mm-hmm. and you don't actually have any idea what communism is yep or capitalism for that matter or any like a true system of government you don't really understand what the tenets of them are yeah um, it wasn't really taught in government class then right. you don't really get it yeah we had maybe a paragraph on communism in my high school government class and the rest of it was like what branch is this <sighs> one and you're like i don't know <laughs> My econ class in high school was a joke. Just my 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 professor, God, I don't ever want to call that woman a professor. Teacher. Um, teacher. Yes, she would just say really racist things. Good. While teaching. We love that from teachers. Uh. And she flat out lied to. This is like okay. We are done talking about the seduction of maybe. We're gonna we're gonna conclude our discussion of seduction of maybe, and I'm gonna tell this brief story okay. about my econ teacher in high school. Okay. Um, at one point she told us that Obamacare, she she's not an old person. She's maybe in her thirties, maybe forties, okay. maybe maybe very early forties, but probably mid to late thirties. So pretty young. Right. She told us that Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act. Within that law was passed a rule that all infants born after some year, I can't remember what year she said, were required to have microchips implanted in them. Wow. And I'm like, this is not the first time in this class that she said something that I'm like, mm, not so sure about that. And so I Googled it and I was looking at the Affordable Care Act, not a paraphrase or anything. I was looking at a page of the Affordable Care Act. It's the only reference to the word microchips in the entire bill. And it said, if a parent wanted to, uh, this is a paraphrasing of the, of the law. Um, if a parent wanted to have their child, uh, implanted with the microchip for health reasons or no, I don't think it's for tracking reasons I think it was for health reasons then health insurance companies were required to cover that or I, I it, it's, it's not as simple as that but so I raised my hand and I was like oh, miss yeah. um, I don't think that's true <laughs> like I was very timid about it I was not like no you're wrong I wasn't one of those kids that was just like mm-hmm. trying to pick a fight with the teacher I mean, I was, but I wasn't, you know. Um, you were being a jerk about it. And she straight up looks at me and she says, well, it might not be true in your world, but it is in the real world. What? And I just, I just, well, I. Did you cackle? 
I just kind of looked, I looked around at my friends who like know me and that kind of stuff. I'm just like, what on earth? What? And, and what I will say, I won't, I won't talk about this person anymore, but what I will say is, no, I won't even say that because that's giving her too much credit. Um, my econ teacher uh, couldn't taste um, because he had some kind of mouth surgery done and couldn't taste anymore. And uh, so he would go down the line of condiments at lunch and go, colors and just put it man your teacher sounds way cooler than mine <laughs> there were no windows in his classroom so he put up an old window fa- um pane and he would open it and say ah, i feel that breeze <laughs> and if you coughed or sneezed he'd throw chalk at you <laughs> i had a substitute teacher i guess this is just talking about the teacher hour mm-hmm. um oh i have to go soon though but um i had a substitute <laughs> teacher once you know how you say the pledge at the beginning of the day, mm-hmm. every day. Um, I had a substitute teacher once who was old, was a retired teacher. Mm-hmm. He, I don't, I didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. It wasn't like a, I'm lazy, I'm not going to stand up. Like I actively chose not to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance because mm-hmm. that's some weird culty. Uh, cult, yeah, like it's real culty. Yeah, and also. I'm not going to stand up and say liberty and justice for all when we are nowhere near liberty and justice for all in our country. Mm-hmm. So I didn't sit, or I didn't stand. I didn't say the pledge. And a lot of people in the class didn't do that. Not for political reasons, but because, like, why? We didn't care. It was my first period Spanish class. Uh, our, my teacher was, my real teacher was old. He didn't care. We could do whatever we wanted in that class. Still learned a good bit of Spanish. Um, so I didn't stand up for the pledge, and... After the pledge, the substitute teacher says, "Now, why didn't like like why didn't you some of you all stand for the pledge of allegiance?" Nobody raised their hand. And I was like, "He's not gonna let this go." So whatever, I raised my hand. I was like, "Well, I think I have every right not to stand for the pledge of allegiance. I'm not going to be a part of that propaganda. It's like we live in a country that is unfair to people of different races and and different genders." different backgrounds and so on and so forth it's like alright then why don't you just move out to the Middle East and I, I just looked at him and was like are you suggesting that because I don't believe this country is equal for all that I should move to the Middle East and he was like yeah you got a problem with that bud and I was like yeah a little bit <laughs> yeah I kind of do and then he didn't say anything to me for the rest of the day and I never spoke to him again for the rest of my time in high school so it was just what a wild experience. Yeah, Charlestown, Indiana. Strange place. Real good place. Strange place. <laughs> Anyways, that was our post discussion of the seduction of Mimi. I, I, I said earlier, for you listening, I, I concluded the, the, the seduction of Mimi talk. So if you listen to this, you listen to this on your own volition. You were not, <laughs> you were not misguided into listening to this, thinking there would be more discussion about the seduction of Mimi. Because we concluded that earlier. Yep. So you can only blame yourself. <laughs> um, and maybe I'll drop in a little bit of our discussion about credit cards and the Democratic <laughs> primary after this. Uh, uh, we'll see. But anyways, uh, what are we looking at next week? We'll find out sometime. I it's a surprise for y'all. It's a surprise for y'all. Not for us. We know. <laughs> we absolutely know. So um, thank you guys. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>